Welcome to Blake Street Banter, where one of us knows what the word banter means, and the other two are just along for the ride. James, say hi. Hi. What are you smiling about? What's, what makes you so happy? Because you think you're funny and you're not. Uh, what's up, Kirk? What up? You hit any bombs this weekend? Not quite. Not even close, actually, but... Hey, you're out there, man. More than what James is. He quit. It's yeah, you're out here doing this. It's a hard balance between, like, I want to hit for average, but I also want to hit bombs, but I have to pick one or the other, so. The like, classic I, conundrum. <laughs> I got to swing for the fences or, like, just hit some singles, you know? Did you guys see Bo Bichette's, um swing, swing and miss from this weekend? No. I'll try to find it later. Uh, but he like swings out of his shoes. Like his bat goes, his hat goes, his hair goes. Like he just, it was one of those classic nine-year-old just swings as hard as he possibly can and misses and everything goes loose. I'll have to, I'll try to bring it up later at the end. It's a good one. That's how you pull a hammy right there. <laughs> right? He might be on the 10-day IL. I'm not sure. That's how, Yeah, that's how you blow out an oblique. <laughs> Uh, we are here, whatever it is, June 21st. Then it's an off day, not for us though. <laughs> You're welcome. The Rockies split the Brewers. Congrats to speaking of the Brewers, um, our B Rod ball winner, OL Coach Riley. I think I got that right. From Minnesota, out in, out in the boonies. Um, thank you for sharing the word. Hopefully you're listening and go ahead and retweet this and share more, but the B-Rod ball should be on its way soon. Um, James is handling that. So keep in the lookouts. Thank you for sliding into the DMs and getting that going. Um, but yeah, the Rockies two, two, I took a weekend off of baseball. I needed it, but I heard we hit four home runs yesterday. Austin Gomer's on the IL and Tapia's on a really big hitting streak. Yeah, the Gomber thing doesn't look as bad as maybe we all thought it was. What do you know? Inform. Um, I just saw that they tweeted out that Bud Black's not very worried about it, and the MRI came back clean. So, yeah, it didn't like sound serious. But we're we're playing really good. So we're at like, home. That's true. <laughs> I, I'm a little bit worried going to Seattle because. It, I don't know. We don't play there a lot, but it seems like when we do, it's just kind of a shit show. So, um, yeah, should be some pretty low scoring games. Low scoring. We're gonna commit a bunch of errors, and yeah. Um, but yeah, I like the way we're playing, and even if it is just a home thing, like as long as people are getting pumped and trying hard, like there's a lot of fight in this team, and that's it's fun to watch. I kind of like the like underdog vibe, you know, it's like, I don't know, ever since Nolan came up, there's always been expectance or yeah, an expectancy to make the playoffs, which is good, obviously, but it's kind of like refreshing in a way, like not having anything to play for, but just playing your best and trying to win. There's no expectations, you know, I don't know. It's just a different way to look at it. Well, that's Rockies baseball in general. You better have low expectations. <laughs> We've been around this for a while. Like we kind of know when to throw in the towel, to, so, so to speak. 
like when to watch, what to watch for, and how to go. We've been doing this for a hot minute. Um, yeah, the Rockies are 25 and 16 at home, which I think is like the best clip in the league, and five and 27 on the road, which, which is, is by far the worst. So, but just remember, people, we are not the Arizona Diamondbacks, who are like 31 losses out of the last 34. Some crazy, ridiculous road game streak. We'll get Mike on that as we go. But we are not the Diamondbacks. <laughs> Thank God. Can Even, always take solace in uh, some other people's misery in the division. And be happy that we don't have to deal with those uniforms. Yeah, so going into that, still hate how, um, how are we to cope with having a losing team? That is a great transition, James. The boys at BBQ Cespedes, I think I switched those around, Cespedes Barbecue, did one of these things for us um, because their Orioles were really bad. And they kind of gave us a step-by-step how to cope when your team's not good. And it really is pretty much what Kirk said, like your expectations are low and you kind of find things to watch for and have fun like watching in this thing. Like we created bullpen implosions for this reason, right? Um some there's some of the obvious we're going to go through each one but don't watch every game start to finish right yeah i <laughs> right I, like, that's kind of how i've been i've just kind of been like following the the you know box score as the game's going if it's close towards the end i'll tune in and watch the end you know and then i don't have to watch the crazy blowouts especially when we're on the road so I think that's a good way to watch. I think one caveat we can add in ourselves is that um, the ho- the home run home road thing, right? So not only don't watch it from start to finish, but if they're on the road, maybe just don't even tune in at all. <laughs> yeah, just be like, well, we got a week off, so just tune in for the Coors games. <laughs> Come when it's good. Good baseball. And that goes right into what Kirk was saying. Their number two was trust your MLB at bat app alerts. Tune in when you get the notification, be highlighted, let you know when you need to watch and get logged in on there. And we have a nice little check text chain to each other. Like, Hey, did you see this? That kind of thing. Are you watching? Um, know when to go to bed. This is hard for me because of this whole bull, bullpen implosion thing that we created. Like we, have the starter they go five six we have a lead but it's like three one and i cannot for the life of me go to bed at that moment because i'm watching for bullpen implosions to see if we get get have one to see if we actually don't have one and like this is hard for me no one went to go to bed i mean it's pretty easier when there's blowouts maybe that's kind of their point but i'm i'm a sucker for implosions possibility when you play 50 plus 50 plus games in California a year. It's, it's pretty hard for us folks, even in central time zone, let alone Eastern. So I always thought it made more sense that you would try to have the Rockies in, in a central division, but I guess that's a topic for another time. Well, it's all time zones. We talk about these time zones. You see, like, I think start time is 10, 10 this week with the two games against Seattle, like Eastern time. Yeah. That ain't going to work for me. Mm-hmm. It's fine. I actually can be off work when it starts. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. It kind of it kind of sucks like being in the Pacific time because like 
a lot of a lot of games are already midway through by the time I'm even off work. So I just get to watch the implosion and then go to bed. <laughs> I don't get the fun part of like us actually building a lead. <laughs> you get the end of the seat type thing. Uh, hey, Mike, we need an implosion tracker update too. Try to get that us to us by the end of this. Mike will get on it. Um, pick your spots. Know your rotation. This is this is one we can actually discuss. Um, knowing when to mentally check out is key, but knowing when to check back in is important. So pick your favorite club and has one good pitcher that you need to prioritize the starts, especially when it's against the top team. I've already been doing this, even without BBQ Suspedis's um, suggestions. And I am honestly tuning into every single Gomber start. Like the only one I've missed is this past weekend, just because I took a break from it. I couldn't do this anymore. But it was the Gomber starts have got me to sit there and watch until he's gone. And then he's so good. I'm watching until the end because he's keeping these leads. He's keeping these runs low. And he's just been fantastic these last seven starts, eight starts. So he's my man. Who's your man? Well, the rotation's been good enough that it's not starting pitching that's the problem to me. Who do you tune in every time? Who do you like to watch? I don't have one. I just I just check in and out. It's definitely Gomber for me. Like I don't I don't know what it is about him. I just kind of the way he carries himself, but he's just kind of won me over and I'm kind of a big Gomber fan now and I'd really like to see him keep going but it was just definitely disappointing that he got hurt um but he was definitely my guy and obviously Marquez too um Gray is kind of one of those where like I'm just gonna kind of see how he goes and then if if he doesn't have his stuff then I'm like okay this isn't gonna go well um but definitely Gomber and Marquez. I don't really, I don't really care too much about Chi-Chi. I'm sorry. Like Chi-Chi choo-choos. Chi-Chi train. I'm I'm jumping off. Um, no disrespect to him at all. But like the other guys, like they have a future. They have like potential and stuff. And Chi-Chi is kind of just like that guy, you know. So there's not really. I'm kind of just looking for like who is gonna develop and become better and kind of a key piece in our team um the, the so. cool thing about like what you're saying i think i've leaned into the gomber thing because obviously the nolan cloud over the head but Gomber's part of this future like i yeah there's no way he's being traded within the month and a half like he's Sorry, here GG. no potential no future but <laughs> But like Marquez probably gone, Gray probably gone. High probabilities that they're gone. But like diving into Gomber, like you can you can relish in him, knowing that he's going to be here for a hot minute, a year or two at least, and really enjoy what he's doing. Yeah, poor Chi. Yeah, and I just want to say, like, I'm I'm not joking. Like, I love watching Shasin pitch. Like, even though he's what like a got like a plus six ERA this year. But, like, you can tell that he wants to win and, like, yeah. he cares, you know. And, like, Drew Goodman was even saying in um, one of the last broadcasts that he pitched in that he was, you know, Shasin is one of the most successful Rockies pitchers that we've ever had. So it's cool to, like, kind of get him back. It's almost like if we had De La Rosa at the end of his career, you know, it's just like even though he's probably not – 
he's probably going to give up a run or two, but like he cares and he's a Rocky, you know? Yeah, he's a Rocky. And Justine's really cool because I think it was one of the dudes got brought up. I think it was Gilbreth. And he was saying how he just got to sit in the dug in the bullpen and talk to Yassine, which is like his childhood hero, like one of the players he got to watch pitch. And yeah, so he I, just he exudes purple. Like he is. Yeah, I I love I loved Yassine when he first came up. I, I was really disappointed that he left. I mean, he was always kind of like pretty mediocre. So I understand why we didn't you know dump all of our money into him but uh he's just kind of a fun one to to watch pitch really well he was always competitive even at Coors Field I mean it's not like Chi Chi where it's either you know he's gonna give up one or two runs and it's amazing or he gets lit up for 10 you know like that really rarely ever happened Shashin that I remember yeah Shashin like he kind of goes back to when, like, I've always followed the Rockies and stuff, but when Shasin first came up is when I, like, really started getting into baseball, like, more than I ever have. And just that team with, like, Shasin, De La Rosa, Nicasio, like, it's kind of just nostalgia watching him pitch for us again. Just wait until Jeff Francis gets a call and has to put back on the jersey. <laughs> <laughs> That would be something. Jamie Moyer. Jamie Moyer. Roy Oswald. Z um, next one, next step. Zone in on the one minor league team with all the prospects. Um, this goes into what we're kind of got some, we got some things planned for you. We're talking to everybody, some person from every minor league affiliate in the next week or two. Um, and one of the teams, I don't know if you guys have dove into it as much as I have, but one of the big teams for me is the Fresno Grizzlies. Um, just because their talent and the potential down there is just abundant. Like there's so much down there. You have Z, Veen, Romo, Tovar, Resimuto is super fast and their staff is good, rough. Um, they just called McKinney, like the Grizzlies have so much talent and potential. Like it's, it's fun to watch them. They're the team I've been watching in our affiliates the most. Plus our boy Dugan's down there. No, he moved up. Did he? Yeah, he's in Spokane, bro. He's been up there for like three weeks. Okay, no, that, that's what I was going to say. Spokane was the other one. It's It was either between the Grizzlies or Spokane. Because, Spokane. yeah, not only they have Dugan, but they have um, the right-hander, or I'm sorry, the lefty. All the Rollison. Oh. Rollison, I think yes. I read that he's, he's shut down for the year now. All right, I'll shut up. You guys have fun. <laughs> but I, I did kind of want to mention that was like there's a few small things. Like obviously the disappointment is like losing Nolan and probably Story and like all these guys and like having our worst year ever. That's the biggest disappointment. But there's small little things that I wish were just a little bit different in that aspect. Like Welker, like this is a perfect year to get these guys some very valuable experience. And we just don't have that with Welker suspended Rollison's hurt. Um, at least we're starting to see Brennan Rogers come around. Um, but yeah, there's just a lot of those like, man, that's, it would have been nice to see them get some playing time and see how they are. 
so for sure like it's the welker ped thing is so annoying just like what you said um but there's there's players to watch the b-rod thing has been huge for me like it's so cool that he's hitting yeah i'm just wondering about most of our young guys like justin lawrence haven't seen him in a long time he's in the he's got called up two days ago i think he got called up this weekend because of some injuries yeah okay. he pitched he, he came up when Gomber went down, I think. Yeah, I think he pitched in the game Gomber got hurt. Yeah, because I saw he's um, he was in the bullpen yesterday against the Brewers. So he's only logged seven innings so far. I mean, I hope to see that go up and see him get some consistency going because he, he could be a huge piece in the bullpen in the future. Mm-hmm. I was watching a game the other night, and it was um, Crone. It was Crone, um, Rogers, Story, and McMahon all having a meeting out there. I'm like, that's that's actually a really cool infield, you know? It's like I it's like, is there any chance we can keep story? <laughs> I keep crossing my fingers that there's something, but does it ever make you it makes me so mad when Buddy Black just says, No, let's throw in Joshua out there every single day where Brendan sits or McMahon sits or Crone sits like Fuentes is the everyday player. And one of those three seem to be sitting every, every once in a while. And that's just so frustrating. Like Joshua, I like Joshua. He's fine, but he's not the future. He's not a raker. That's in that we need to bank on like McMahon. Do you think CJ Crone is right now? He should be. We need that trade value to go up. Like I know, I know what you mean, but trade value. I also don't really disagree with playing the matchups and getting these guys at bats where they're going to succeed and can build some confidence. So, like, if you want to play Fuentes against a lefty and give McMahon a day off, like, obviously McMahon is better in the future, but like, I don't know. I, it's a different time in baseball where. People aren't playing 162 anymore, you know? So you just kind of pick and choose, especially in a year like this where, like, we're just trying to get at bats for people. Yeah, for McMahon, obviously, he's earned an everyday spot, but also as fans being on the outside, we don't know what kind of nagging things are going around in the clubhouse, you know? Could be something going on there that that we're not aware of. That's valid, but to throw Kirk under the bus. Josh Fuentes is hitting 194 the last month, 222 the last week. You want yeah, to talk about I mean, streaky? Not... That, dude, that dude was on top of the world for like two weeks. and then <laughs> I'm not sold on Fuentes one bit, but like he plays good defense and like he does play really he, good he does hit He does hit well against lefties. So if you want to just start him against lefties and, you know, slide McMahon over to second and give B-Rod a – day off like i don't i don't know i don't really see an issue with it yeah i do anyway the honest critique <laughs> is that is that fuentes is not a, a big league player and i don't say that because he's not a good player he obviously just say it every week but uh and i he's easy to root for but it's just like you know just being honest if, if josh fuentes is one of your middle lineup guys you're probably not going to have a very good year Right. He's perfect coming off the bench and he's perfect to play every third or fourth day. I just don't 
But he's putting it out there every day. It gets I me do, wild I up. do. I get where you're coming from, though, because, like, even last year, we were, like, giving Nolan a day off and playing, like, Chris Owings. You know, it's like, why are we doing that kind of stuff? But um, I don't know. You just never really know what exactly is going on or why they're doing that stuff. But Right. Yeah. They need to tell us. But there's probably <laughs> nagging injuries. But when D-Rod goes, like, two for three the night before with a homer and a double, and then he sits the next day against the same – right-handed pitcher like what are we doing whatever yeah Yeah. you're thinking like why let's build off that yeah like let him play he's not injured anymore let him play somebody get buddy on the phone right now mike thank you mike number six celebrate every debut like it's a big one and i would say we we're doing this for the most part we don't have a lot of debuts but that Justin Lawrence debut, remember that? That was that was pretty cool. It just, but kind of again going back to what Kirk was saying, we don't have, we're not getting these debuts. We're not getting them right now because of the players that you would think would be getting debuts are injured, suspended, whatever, and just not being able to make their way up. Well, and the Lawrence one just kind of came out of nowhere because we just tuned in and all of a sudden you saw it one hundred two and you're like, wow, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? What the heck? What have I missed here? I don't understand. Seriously. Side who's our next? Who's our, who's our next? Who's the next one on the radar? I mean, I don't it's have gonna, somebody on the radar for a while. You, we'll get Mike on the 30-day prospect, uh, 30, top 30 prospects, but you know it's going to be a pitcher. Of course. Yeah, there's a, there's a couple. Like, like, how much better would it be if we had, like, even, like, Castellani – taking these starts instead of Chi-Chi, you know? But, yeah, it's just. Uh, the big one was Ryan Rollinson, but, again, he's injured. Um, Ularis Montero, who's up and down, streaky down in Hartford. I think he's in Hartford right now. No, that's not right. Isotopes. Oh, I know who it's going to be. Grant Levine. Ryan Blade. Ryan Vallad, delayed. Yes, because he was he was our first round pick a couple years ago. Yeah, he would be sweet. Yeah, he would be a good one for sure. We just talked to somebody, um, Isotopes, like, but him, the fact that Vallad is just twenty years old, playing or twenty two, and went straight from single A to triple A and just learned a new position. I think the new position is going to hold him back a little bit. Well, but, that's what that's what COVID did to everybody. Um, like everybody's kind of jumping, jumping levels like that. Not everybody, but people that have the talent, obviously. Uh, they're skipping, they're skipping steps because of the the short season. What position? Because I know Blade came up as a third baseman. Are they are they using him at short? No, he's an outfielder. So um, talked to Sushan, the voice of the Isotopes, a few days ago. Again, go back to that thing. We have some things lined up. He was saying Belade has been taking a lot of balls in corner outfield spots. Um, okay. But he was he was playing rookie ball, A full, A advance in two ni- 2019. He was playing class A advance in Lancaster. Had the COVID year and now, and then he started at AAA this year. So, like, he really made that jump. 
kind of like what you were saying, James, but like extreme jumps. That, I just that, don't, I still see him coming up with the learning the new position piece, but that would be, that would be ideal. I would love to see him up in purple. Yeah, I can see this. Being, like, you go ahead. This could be a, I mean, easily it's going to be a September call-up thing, maybe starts a couple games in the outfield, but mostly comes off the hit because at AAA through 35-plus games, he's 274, slugging 390. Um, hasn't hit as many home runs as, as probably he should be, but, I mean, you can tell he's, he's well on his way. He's going to be good. wise He's going to be so good. He kind of reminds me of, like, an Austin Riley because I think he came up as a third baseman and then they – brought him up playing left and he just wasn't doing well in the outfield at all. And then now that he's got some playing time and moving back to third, he's playing, he's killing it. So if we, if we have that sitting around, that's something to look forward to. We're on the belay train. Yeah. I definitely want to see if he's got it or not. And then the, the next one after that, is our number nine prospect, um, Eli Harris Montero. Yeah. I'm butchering that first name. Yeah, I did too. So I'm not going to try to fix your fix you. Eli Harris Montero, third baseman. He's down in double A right now, but the pipeline ETA has him for 2021. So um, he writes, but so hot right he's. Now. He's streaky. He started really well, and then they adjusted to him. And then now he's trying to adjust back. Uh, <laughs> I remember his, right. his his average is only two eleven, but he's slugging four fifteen. I mean, that's that's an all or nothing kind of guy right there. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. I think he was in the wasn't he in the Nolan trade? Almost I think he was. I think he yeah. was in it. So. I mean, two pieces of the Nolan trade in the majors in 2021. Yeah, he he was. He this is his first time in the Rockies. Rockies system. Yeah. Numbers. I bet Bridich. I bet Bridich is just like man. Like if these guys would have just let this trade play out, I would still have a job. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad it was everything else he did before that really screwed him. Right. <laughs> I mean, it is a whole track record. It's not that one move. Yeah, too bad he had like that seven shit years. Left our, left our only division title in L.A. because he didn't make any moves. Left those guys out the drag. You know, that's how he yeah. thinks, though. He's just like, man, like they just gave up too early on me. Like, just let's just completely forget the way Davis, Jake McGee, Shaw. Like, <laughs> Hang on, wait. Let me get this right. Are you saying a Harvard graduate probably doesn't see himself <laughs> as doing a bad job? That he might think of him as as the entitled victim? I don't know. Yeah, that doesn't sound very shocked. believable. You know how somebody go? Do you know how you can tell if somebody went to Harvard? They tell you about it all the time. They tell you about it all the time. <laughs> Number seven: Invest in someone and pick a hill to die on. I mean, I think we already did that, right? Yeah. Do we have a B-Rod. second hill? Not that we, I mean, we kind of have two, B-Rod and Darnell, but I would say Darnell's the hill I'm going to stand on. What's the, what's maybe the second major leaguer that we would die on? I'm leaning Daza. 
like I wrote the piece, I looked into the numbers. He's been good since then. And I know I've said it multiple times. I just never saw him as a ball player. And now I see him like daily in and out and watching him play center field is probably one of the more fun things I get to see when I watch a Rockies game. So I think I'm going to start diving, standing on the Daza, Daza Hill. I think I'm going to go with Tapia. I'm going Gomber. Ooh, pitchers. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Didn't even think about a pitcher. How's this for a hot take? Gomber will be our opening day starter next year. It's not very hot. No. No. (laughs) It's a take. I mean, I, I, it's definitely because I mean, what Mark has it. Gray, Gray's been at the last few years. Marquez, Marquez has. I think a hot take would be like Gomber's going to be our first Cy Young Award winner. Our first 25 game winner. First sub 300. <laughs> yeah. first, first 20 game winner. That would be Dude, cool. you got to have a bullpen to actually get W's, though. Yeah, you have to have a team that actually gets W's. So <laughs> I don't see that happening. <laughs> it's like, it's like the Grom. Like, that it has like guy. a sub sub two ERA and a losing record. And has to go out there and injure himself to give his team any kind of chance to win. Yeah, he needs to take it easy. He's on my fantasy team. He needs to chill out for a second. Relax a little, Jacob. We know you're listening. Uh, <laughs> number eight. Remember, everyone is trying their best. Uh after that conversation we just had. Yeah, Kirk, Chi-Chi's not that bad, bro. <laughs> hey, remember what John John Snodgrass said? Like, they're, they're major league players. None of them suck. They just aren't as good as the other people. It goes back to that Eli Manning quote a long time ago where somebody asked him about how one of the QBs in the league is really bad. He's like, dude, he's in the NFL. He's an elite athlete. He's an elite quarterback. <laughs> like, you're a starting quarterback in the NFL – might not be very long and yeah compared to everybody else you're kind of crappy but i mean you're still a special talent something that none of us had right i mean i definitely right. know i didn't have it so no i i definitely agree with that for sure like i don't know especially like just trying to hit a baseball and stuff like that it's just like this is such a difficult sport to play it's not and even. for these guys to be able to do this like I don't know. It's like I couldn't even do this stuff in a video game, you know, let alone real life seeing these type of pictures and stuff. But that's how that's how I've always been. Like, as long as people are going out and trying hard, like I'm going to have respect for them and root for them. So and like the last few days, like we go we get down and then we have like what a six run inning, you know, like there's the effort is there. So you can't get on on them about that. And that's what's keeping me going. Yeah, as fans, we take stuff for granted as far as when things are – when athletes aren't performing, like, above average, right? But you can't have that out of every single one of the guys in your roster and so on and so forth. So, I don't know. I just think we take it for granted sometimes. But you're right. And I think we do a pretty good job on here saying none of this is ever personal. And we, I don't think we've ever just flat out said somebody sucks. Like they just, where do they stand in this team and where we are? I mean, I think we do a pretty good job of keeping it in perspective. Like, yeah, it's all comparative. Right. Like who, what are we doing? How are we doing it? Um, 
just yeah keep having fun all so, right so does that complete the list that's the list those are the eight steps and i think i want to add one more and that was just what i said earlier about just don't expect to win if you expect to lose every time just assume you're going to lose then everything's going to be fine yeah it's the underdog thing where it's like we don't have anything to lose so just go out there and like you sweep the Padres and that's like winning the world series for us this year. It's like, if like the Broncos are bad, I don't care what they do as long as they beat the Raiders twice. <laughs> yeah. Hope for the best, expect the worst. Yep. Yep. I'll roll with that. I'll roll with that. Mike got back to me going back to the beginning, the diamondbacks record. They are 40 of their last 45 and they have lost 23 straight road games like even if we were tanking like correctly we're not the worst team like i was thinking about that too the thing that throws everything out of whack is the giants like the giants are nobody phenomenal so not only do we have the stacked dodgers the stacked padres but now we have the giants that are competing at a high level so it's like it's like we were like the Jays and the Diamondbacks or the Orioles back in the AL East where the Red Sox were always stacked. And, you know, mm. it's like, yeah, our records are going to be tanked because we're playing in the best division in baseball. Yeah. It's crazy. Even after those Diamondback stats, they still have more away game of roadway road wins than we do. <laughs> just I don't, it's I don't so know how weird man possible, but... <laughs> it, it's there this is real life that's another thing to watch for like are we gonna have the best home record and the worst away record in the same season are we so wait are we rooting for the, the rockies to lose on the road then not actively rooting <laughs> but if yeah. it happens like I'm following along, maybe. Is that what I'm saying? I'm following <laughs> along with it? Yeah, like, not not rooting for it, but um, let's just expect the trend to continue. Like, I'd be telling my kids when I'm, like, 20 years down the road when they actually know what the heck I'm talking about, I followed the Rockies when they had the worst road record and the best home record ever by one team. And did you hear about the Diamondbacks? <laughs> Mike also got back. Bullpen implosions. We're at 11. You're going to have to have Mike on one of these days. He's so hard to get a hold of. Like, I have to text him. Like, I have to, like, too much just, research. I have to just reach out to him whenever I can. The Rockies have 11 bullpen implosions out of 73 games. They are not on pace to hit the over-under of 35 that we set at the beginning of the season. I guess that's small W. So hopefully that doesn't catch up, right? Also, yeah. we had no clue what we were even looking at when we made that over-under, so. That's what we're here for. How do you guys – well, Listen guys to somebody feeling? else if you want real takes and real, <laughs> real stats. Like, we're just here for fun. Going off bullpen implosions, how are you guys feeling about Daniel Bard? I dropped him off both my fantasy teams. <laughs> so that's where I'm at. That was a weird pickup. <laughs> It wasn't a pickup. It was a it was a dollar keeper. Still, he was he was a cheap he he was a really really cheap keeper, and I thought he's going to be 
I thought he was going to overperform on the low projections I thought that people had for him. And long and behold, James is an idiot. I still like him. Like he's, I still get excited when he comes in. I mean, it's not Wade Davis out there, you know? Yeah, that's true. Right. Like he's still electric. I mean, talk about the underdog story. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, we're not paying him very much. He came out of nowhere. He shouldn't even be playing baseball. So, I mean, it's just cool that he's out there, but I wish he was doing better. Yeah. I wish we had, like, yeah. a bullpen arm that we could all be excited about. And I was kind of like that with Sheffield, but now he, he just got moved to the 60-day. He went to the 60-day? Uh, yeah, they had to move oh, him I to the 60. Because uh, they brought up Joe Harvey. Oh, yeah, Joe Harvey. Um, but, yeah, there's just, like, nobody in the bullpen that's that's really that exciting for me. No, I get nervous when they come in. Like, Lawrence is the guy I'm going to get excited about every time, but I'm still going to get nervous just because he's been struggling with command issues so long. <laughs> he's, just, he's literally, like, wild thing, dude. Yeah. Carlos Estevez, he's – He's an electric factory for good and bad. Never know what that guy's going to bring. I know. But like Bard, you asked about Bard. Like I'm down with him because I, he's the one I have most confidence in. Not really trusting that baton being passed on to anybody else at this moment. You always liked Almonte, but he's, I can't believe he's still up in the big leagues at this point. It's so weird. Don't know what happened to him. Oh, whatever. There's 10 reasons to watch. Thank you for listening. Congratulations, O.L. Riley, uh, Coach Riley, for winning that B-Rod ball. And the rest of you just doing your thing and listening to us and uh, sharing the banter. All right. We got some things coming up. A lot of minor league talk coming up. Um, just look out. All right. Go. Yeah, Mike, Mike's, Mike's going to get that ball in the mail tomorrow. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> we found him. Go Rocks! Woo! Thank you for tuning in. Find more content at BlakeStreetBanter.com. I think I'm a Daza truther. Dude, Daza doesn't have any power. Daza's going to be the next Ichiro, dude. He's Ichiro, just right-handed. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely hitting forever. Love that. But it's he's just got, singles. He's got a cannon. He does have a cannon. Does have a cannon. Did you see his defensive play this weekend? Like we ran into the wall. No, but yeah. I saw his home run. Oh, I thought you said he didn't have any power. That hurts. It doesn't mean that he never hits a home run. I'm just yeah. saying he does it very few and far between. You want to hear like, something that's going to make you upset? Me? Yeah. Uh oh. The last two day, last two weeks, he has an 8.15 OPS. Over the last month, he has an 865 OPS. Wow, that does make me mad. How mad are you? Because his average is so high, but go look at his go 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 look at his ISO. His slugging is 468 in the last 14 days. In the last week, his slugging is 552. Well, yeah. I mean, you've been playing at home a lot and you hit a home run. Good for you. He's he's gonna rope some doubles, you know. Yeah, two doubles, a homer. Hey, if you're not hitting doubles and cures, then I don't know what you're doing.
Dude, he might legitimately win a batting title. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just add him to the list. Fucking Michael Dyer. <laughs> like. Justin Morneau. Yep. DJ. Fucking just. Insert Rockies player. <laughs> whoever, led the, whoever led the Rockies that year won the batting title. Yeah. It's true. It's so unfair. You're so mad. No, I'm just mad because my argument that Daza doesn't have any power is valid. That's why you're mad? Yeah, because you're trying to disprove me. I don't know what ISO is. ISO is an advanced batting metric that measures speed plus power. Uh, yeah, slugging minus average. I just finally found it as I said that. Slugging minus average. Yes. So what's a good ISO, do you know? Um, over 200, but... I mean, DJ LeMahieu has a 0.093 ISO this year. That's what DJ Cosmer's at 108. DJ has not been playing well this year. No, he has not. Like, who's, uh, I don't know. Charlie Blackman's at 116 this year. That's just not good enough. No. There's no power. Like, it's very hard to find power. It's funny. I, I say DJ hasn't been playing well. He's been in 259 with five home runs, and that would probably be like a top two player on the Rockies. <laughs> he would, I think it would be third on the roster in home runs. Like, nobody's hitting over like 260 besides Daza and Tapia. Yeah. Tapia. Yeah an outlier it's so much fun to watch he has a negative launch angle right now and he's hitting what he's hitting yeah it's crazy uh byron buxton leads all major league players with over 100 at bats and iso at 406 tatis 390 shohei 377 so vlad guerrero 333 so he leads like 250 300 250 plus yeah, top 20, the cutoff is 265. Yeah. That makes sense. Ryan McMahon is our best one in ISO, 252. 252. Which is good enough for 31st. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so Daza's 091, not too hot with the ISO. But that's not who he is. No, no, that's not good enough. That's not who he is. No, yeah, that's fine. Like I said, he might win a batting title. He's not going to hit a lot of dingers or anything. You kind of like his 419 slugging. It's great, it could be a great leadoff hitter, a great number two hitter. The well, one-two punch of Tapia Daza is like old school leadoff. High average, get yeah. on base. Yeah. It's, so, ball. it's wild to like think about it. Like That's an actual thing this year. Yeah, I mean, combined, you have – a three-fourths chance that every single time at least one of them is going to get on. Yeah. Three out of four times. And then you just hope Story, Blackman, or McMahon can hit him in. Exactly. And, I mean, those numbers should be good, right? 
Like you should allow that should create some some runs, some not some offense. Well, and Tavi has hit five home runs. He's got. He's it's got not like, horrible, but it's like it's clutch pop too. Yeah, when he, he yeah, like each year, man. Like if he really wants to, I think he could get it out more than he is. But that's not that's not who he is. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Tavi is. Who do you so think's crazy. gonna Who do you think's gonna be in the home run derby? Have they announced that yet? Otani said yes. Vladdy Jr. said no. Um, somebody, no. somebody else said no. I think it, one of the Yankees, it was either um, Justice Judge. Or, yeah, it was Judge. He said no. He would never do it unless it was in Yankee Stadium. Yeah, he's such a tool. <laughs> I, don't, I don't blame anybody saying no. I, it, it ruins your swing. Like, you've seen – like there's like there is something to it, but Otani though, like I felt I love him watching him at nukes, dude. Like his swing is nice. Yeah, yeah. It is. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I uh, that's I gotta, I I gotta go down and watch some Angels games. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Yeah. Mike Trout's on the DL though, isn't he? IL, yeah, I gotta, I gotta at least wait till he's back. Session we just had and put it in there. That was good. All right, three, two, one. Fuck you, James. 